Hey everybody! This is Chrissy. This is Casey and this is the Two C's Podcast. We have very special guests with us tonight. We have our Uncle Steve. Hi. And our dad. Hi. Dave. And they are going to tell us about their experience um, hearing Bigfoot in the woods. So where were you guys? We were in uh, hunting... Elk hunting in uh, Mount Emily, which is between uh, Legrand and Pendleton. In the Blue Mountains. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you go up uh, Highway 84 past Meacham, there's a road that takes off to the north called uh, Mount Emily uh, Summit Road, I believe. I think so. And who were you, who was all there? It was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Well, like, what year was it? I'd say uh, in the early early eighties, between because my dad was told nineteen eighty and eighty four. Somewhere, I'd, yeah, I'd say between yeah. eighty and eighty five, because uh, our father was still alive, which is your guys' grandfather. Yeah, and uh, he was there. Elmer, who lived across from my brother Wes, was there with his kid. Okay. I was there with my kid, which is... Uh, Kurt. Curtis. And then your dad was there. And what you guys were hunting. Yeah, we were elk hunting. Okay. I'd say early November. Yeah, it was during... Uh, Right. It was there in bull season, right. so it had to be either late late October, late October or early November, November. Somewhere in there. And um, so tell us a little bit, like, how the day started and what well, led if, to it. If I remember right, it was uh, late in the week. I believe that we left the next day or the day after. I was thinking it was, Thank like, you, Friday... It was a Friday morning hunt or a Saturday morning hunt. Uh, we we got up, left camp. Uh, I think Steve, <laughs> Steve differs on who was in what truck and stuff. I believe that me and Steve and Kurt were in Wes's pickup, and he had dropped us off at on on the main road, and then he had taken a left and drove back. Uh, into the woods like a mile, mile and a half back. And what we were, the three of us were going to spread out over like a half a, uh, half a mile and then we were going to push towards him. And then my dad, Elmer, and his son were in another truck and they had driven past where we were dropped off and they were supposed to turn to the left and then circle back by where Wes was. Well, they ended up somewhere else. They didn't hear what we heard at, that morning. Okay. Uh, Steve says uh, thinks it was a little bit different than what I thought, but basically, um, we had me and Steve and Kurt had gotten out, and we had spread out, and we were going to push towards these guys. They were posted in the back, and we were we were going to push an area that I would say was probably by the by the time I went through, it was probably a mile and a half, maybe two miles. When you something like that, uh, yeah. And pushing means you're pushing we're, the deer. We're trying towards... to push elk towards okay. the people that are in the back posted. Okay. They're they're standing, or 
laying in brush and stuff, waiting mm -hmm. for animals, for us to push animals towards them. We usually when we do that, we don't expect to see anything ourselves. You're just once in a while they'll cross in away from each other, but usually you push them. We're basically sunlight. trying to make noise, not a lot, but enough to where they hear us and they stay in front of us. Okay. And that way they don't run. We don't want to jump up on them and have them just tear off because then they go everywhere. We want yeah. them to know we're behind them and just slowly push them to where our partners are at. Okay. Because a lot of people don't know about hunting. Right. So. And, and, and what I did was... Uh, I entered the woods and Steve was on one side and uh, uh, Kurt was on the other side. I'm not sure exactly how we were spread out. Kurt would have been in the middle. I think Kurt Between was in the middle and I was probably yeah, on the outside and you were probably on the yeah. inside. A 15 year old we would have had in the middle. Right. And what, while we were pushing, I say I've been pushing about half an hour and you usually take your time, you're not in any hurry. And uh, I came across Kurt and we're, he must have been 15 or 16 at the time because we met, a, it was a kind of a ditch, uh, not really a ravine. It almost looked like it was a man-made ditch that had sides on it. And we met at the bottom of the ditch and we were talking and uh, we went up on the other side of the ditch, sat down, talked a little bit, had a cigarette, and then... Wait. I, Kurt was smoking at the time? Oh, of course. It was, he was 15 or 16. <laughs> Poor kid. All, all 15 and 60-year-olds smoked back then. Anyway. Just that, kidding. That's true. Just kidding. You know, that is he true. Was probably drinking, it is true. He was probably drinking coffee at the time, too. But anyway, we, we, we sat around for about five or six minutes talking and bullshitting, seeing if we were seeing anything. And I said, well, we better get up and start moving on. So he he went he went uh, straight out from me, and I went back down in the ditch, and I was going to walk down the ditch to the would have been to the south, and I got down maybe a hundred yards and started around a corner, and I hear this noise in front of me, and it kind of sounded like um, you know how a generator you'll start a jet pull on a generator and it'll rev up and then. If it doesn't catch gas, it'll die. Right. Yes. So I'm thinking, wow, that's that's kind of funny sounding. I says, uh, at first I thought, well, I must be getting close to somebody's camp. Yeah. There are people camped out in the woods and stuff during elk season, and a lot of people use generators. And so I decided, well, I don't want to walk that way. So I broke back out of the ditch and started started going. Uh, back towards west, where west and that where we thought Dad was, and I heard it again when I was maybe fifty, sixty yards further on. Okay, hold on. Yeah. What did you hear? I heard the first one. He heard two small ones. The first one that he feels sounded like kind of like a generator starting. That must have been low enough that I didn't hear it because I was probably. I would have, if he was on the south side, I would have been on the north side, maybe a quarter mile away from him. Right. Further off to that side. And the, what I heard, the very first one I heard, it's impossible for me to describe it because I've never heard anything like it. We have been hunting. I've been hunting, I still hunt, and I'm in my 70s, and I've been hunting over 50 years. I've been hunting over 60 years. Yes. 
And and you've never heard anything I, the same. I think, I honestly believe I have heard every animal that is in, like, the state of Oregon, Washington, Idaho, in our area. Yeah. I have heard a grizzly bear, but not here. It was like we're in Yellowstone. Yeah. Things like that. But every animal that lives in our area, I've heard them yell. I've heard them scream. I've shot several of them, and you hear the sounds yeah. they make. You hear when they're going after rabbits, like uh, a a bobcat sounds like a woman crying. Uh, rabbits sound like babies when they're dying. Yes. They actually yes. sound. You know, yeah. Every they animal makes its own sound. Yeah. And that's one sound. But I don't know what it was. I'm thinking it could have been a Bigfoot. I don't know. Because we didn't see it. Yeah. And it scared me so bad that I didn't want to see it. When I I heard the first one, when I heard the first one, it wasn't really loud. It was kind of loud, but it was more like, say, a child would be crying or screaming. Okay. It, it, It had a tone that I had never heard before, but it wasn't... It wasn't like the next one we heard. That one, I always kind of thought was, you know, at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just heard this sound, and I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell's that? (laughs) uh, I know it's not a bobcat. I know it's not a cougar. I know it's not an elk. Um, Elk can bark like a dog. Uh, Crazy. They bugle. They whistle. They whistle. Uh, A cow elk will whistle. I mean, there's... Every group of animals seems to have its own way of communicating with, mm-hmm. with other animals. And that's a sound I have never heard since and I've never heard before. And I heard it the first time, what, 40 years ago, basically. Yes. And I've never, never heard, heard it, it since. Never heard it I since. heard it one time 40 years ago. Didn't hear it in the first 20 years I heard it. I hadn't heard it in the last 40. Um, it was, It was different. It was odd. I, I don't really know how to describe it because I've never heard it since then. I've never heard it before then. I'd say 10 minutes later, 15 maybe. Well, I, I, I heard the second one maybe a couple minutes after I heard the first one. And, and at the, you might have heard the second one because by that time I was up on the flats and I was out of the ditch. Yeah, and well, I think what, whatever the first one was, mm-hmm. the sound I heard the first time was in the ditch. It wasn't up on the flats. I think what I had done is scared it. So when I got up on the flats, I could, I could tell the difference in the sound that the second yell was further away from me. Okay. And it was behind me, you know. So whatever had made the first sound and the second sound that I heard, which Steve probably heard the second one. I did, I only heard the one. And was further away from me. And like he says, I've never heard it. Never never in all the years I've hunted. Uh, I, at that time, I've been hunting uh, 20, 20 years. I've been out in the woods 20 years. And I've been out in the woods 50 some years mm-hmm. total. So, the way I remember the next one, which scared the hell out of me, was I was, we were walking, we were walking through the woods, and uh, Wes had set up on a road on the back, 
and uh, there was a big clearing between us, a big set of meadows, maybe five, six hundred yards across. And I exit the woods and I get about, I don't know, 20 yards into the meadows and I hear another one. And the volume of this one was 10, 15 times louder. It was, it was, it, it was. Was it closer to you? I could, who knows? It was just that it, loud. It, it was that, it was so loud, it almost sounded like it was on top of me. But, you know, you could look around, you could see yeah. that there wasn't, it, it was in front of me somewhere. And I stopped and dropped the rifle off my shoulder because I knew that that was something I didn't want to come across without my rifle. Yeah. And I took the safety off my rifle, and I never do that. And I got about halfway across this meadows, and I can see Wes in front of me, and he's on the roadway, and he's got his rifle at, you know, arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. And he's walking back and forth along this road, and he's staring away from me. He's not looking at me. He hasn't he's looking seen me behind yet. you? He's looking, no, he's looking behind him. And when oh, I okay. got to him and talked to him, I says, did you hear that? And he says, my God, yes. It was like <laughs> 10 yards behind me, 10 to 20 yards behind me. I was on the edge of the woods, and it was behind me in the woods, about wow. 10 what he estimated was 10 to 20 yards away. I believe yes. what we heard was Bigfoot. And I believe in Bigfoot. I, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that they exist. Um, but uh, He is wearing a Bigfoot shirt right now, just so everyone knows. But the hide-and-seek hide champion. Yes. And but, Uncle Steve was going to wear one too, but his wife said he couldn't. <laughs> but uh, that's how I remember it ending. I we I think that we talked about going back the next day. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> I don't think you know, I would we, either. We, we wanted I I I don't remember who suggested maybe it was Wes talking about going back or maybe it was Elmer because he he, he didn't, didn't hear. hear it. He didn't right. hear it. I was going to ask Elmer if he had heard and, it. No, they didn't hear dad Elmer and Elmer's son was not in the vicinity. They had gone off somewhere else. They thought they were where we were supposed to be, but they weren't there. Got it. And so, the thing that I remember that stands out in my mind more than anything else is I've never been afraid in the woods. I have basically really never been lost. I've been turned around, but I always knew where I was. Yeah. So I've never had the, a feeling of dread. Ever. Yeah. And when I heard whatever it was that I heard, <laughs> it scared the living shit out of me. I mean, like goosebumps. I mean, gun in my hand, just like Dave. I don't take my safety off. Yeah. I normally don't keep a shell. Like, I have to jack it in. Yeah. I don't have a shell. I, you know, all I have to do is push it forward and I'm ready to shoot. Right. But I don't have it forward. Um, the very just bam off my shoulder put the bullet in and I just started looking around and it took me about probably 10 seconds 
to decide I was someplace I did not want to be. <laughs> yes. And the one thing I remember, what stands out in my mind more than ever, anything else, is basically made a beeline back. I don't remember whether I saw Kurt there or Dave or when, you know, as, as mm-hmm. we were heading back. But we all arrived at the, auto, at the, at the truck like a mile away within probably a minute of each other. <laughs> I mean, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I bet. I'm serious. I and bet. every one of us, the first thing out of our mouth was, did you hear that and did that scare the shit out of you? Oh, yep. I bet. I mean, that was, I have never gotten back at the truck. <laughs> that fast? Well, and I've never gotten there when everybody else did. Usually, yeah. like, I'll see something and I'll spend 15 extra You'll minutes linger. following it. Yeah. Or I'll hear something and I'll sit down and wait. And then maybe Kurt won't hear something, so mm-hmm. he'll be back 15 minutes before me. Right. And Dave will be back 20 minutes after me. Right. We figure on waiting basically for everybody to be back there for an hour. Okay. We basically figure when you're out there, we're all, you know, mm-hmm. one guy gets back at camp one time, one guy gets a little bit later, whatever. Yeah. But we never get there at the same time, ever. <laughs> I've never in my life, ever gotten back all of us at the same time and we were within that truck at that truck ready to leave within five or ten minutes of each other i mean it was it was phenomenal and the first thing out of everybody's mouth was did you hear that and did that just scare the shit out of you (laughs) did you do you after you heard that we've hunted you know that was 40 years ago right and and we've hunted every year in the past 40 years. Uh, past 60. Well, no, I'm just saying but since But 40 then. years since. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. Has it ever bothered you to go into the woods? No. Even after that? No. It never has me either. I don't even think about it. No. You know, I, I, I look. I can remember when me and Kathy lived up at Rock Creek Reservoir. Mm-hmm. And we used to cut. Th- <laughs> I used to intentionally go up through the Clackamas River or come down through the Clackamas River at night okay, and drive up past uh, Timothy Lake looking for something. Eight, yeah. Eight Canyon. Yes. Eight I've Canyon. stopped at Eight Canyon yeah. looking for Bigfoot yeah. several times. You know, but, but I can honestly say that as scared as that made me, it's never bothered me again. Once in a while, like two or three years ago, me and uh, Kyle were elk bowhunting, elk hunting, where we... Uh, elk hunt over in Hepner and I was sitting under a tree and I never do this I was sitting under a tree and a squirrel can cut a pine cone what they do, they're cutting the pine cones off the branches uh-huh. to store them up and it'll it'll come down through the branches and it'll head a branch and it'll sound just like something stepping on a branch, breaking okay. a branch right. and I was sitting there one one morning and it was probably late morning, like 8, 8.30, just before hunting is over. And something, it, something threw something at me, I think. And, and there was no squirrels out, so because you would have heard them over the yeah. morning, cutting them. And this just came out of nowhere. I don't know what it was. I never did see what it was. It sounded like a rock. Something had okay. thrown a rock, and I got up. This is how much I think they they exist. I got up and moved away 
six or seven hundred yards to be out of the area in case, <laughs> in that, case was, that was his. that was a bigfoot wanting me to leave. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I've heard they do that though. Oh, I've heard oh, they'll oh, actually oh, yeah. go rock yeah. people. And, I, well, I, I mean, if I, uh, sometimes I would like to throw rocks at people if they're in my way. <laughs> I mean, so I. Take your shoe off. I want to look. <laughs> no, I do not have big feet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I mean, I'll be walking through the woods and swear something's staring at me. And and I and I know cougars have followed me over the years. Yeah. And uh, uh, an elk will sit there and watch you while you're walking through the meadows and you'll never see it and mm-hmm. I mean it's just an eerie feeling but uh, it's never bothered me ever to go back in the woods. Have you guys hunted in the same spot where you heard it? Uh, over the Absolutely. years we've, we've not, not within that 20 spot. miles of the <laughs> So you've never actually gone back? We've never to actually, no. I've no. never actually hunted, I've hunted uh, on the ridge line Right, I've hunted by Mount Emily, and times, then I've hunted so. over by um, North Powder, which is kind of across the street mm-hmm. a little bit further it's like up. Fifty, sixty and miles. What's away. the uh, where? Uh, <laughs> oh, Mount Emily's only like uh, the the Pine back Creek, side of Mount em- Pine Creek. Is it not Pine Creek? Uh, Out of halfway. No, no. Um, Elgin. Uh, we hunted okay. over by Elgin one time, which yeah. is in the Mount Emily area. But no, I've never been back there. Not because it's I'm scared. I've just never pulled. We've never pulled tags for over there. I don't think I could find it. Yeah. Well, I what's oh, changed I, I in could, forty years? I don't believe I could find the where we spot. went through. Right. I could find the, the general area. location within right. a yeah. mile or two, but. I, I don't think, you know, things change over the years so much that, yeah. and it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing too about it is that every animal I think I've ever been around has an odor to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes if a deer is like yes. uh, upwind of you and it's in the rut or something, you can smell it. Mm-hmm. You'll get a scent of elk especially. Uh, cows can they stink something horrible sometimes so does Stella um, <laughs> so yes I totally yeah, understand yeah but that one thing I do remember about that not that I think they take baths or clean up or anything <laughs> but I mean you know maybe they do but I didn't smell anything I didn't no, smell I didn't any, either like they I didn't say smell they smell like elk. rotten eggs or well uh, yeah whatever I maybe they have gas I don't know I don't know, know. But, but, uh, <laughs> I've always kind of thought that if it, if it had been another animal, that I may have smelled that other animal. If it was like a big bull elk, that something was wrong with it. Maybe got shot in the throat or something. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. But basically, you'll smell that. You'll get some type of a, you know, it's not right in your face, but as you walk yeah. through some trees or you'll walk across a clearing. Uh, or, a be- a or a bedding area just, a just, lot of times. Just a scent. It's not anything, you know, really big. It, it's not a stinky thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you'll just they get have like a, a little smell scent. about them. And okay. That's yeah. one thing I did, I remember from that night. That you didn't I smell it. We did not. I didn't no, I don't anything. remember. But the wind might have been blowing away from it, us. It had, yeah, but so. it had to be blowing toward one, one of us. 
either. Well, only <laughs> oh, oh, you know. the only person that was in front of us was yeah. Wes. Yeah. You know, you know, basically the rest of yeah. us was side to side, and Wes said it was behind him. So, so if it was blowing if away blow from you, none of you would have smelled it. Right. But, well, you know, well, yeah. But, and but we weren't we weren't sticking the around the smell. Right. I, well, if, if, and, if you're and maybe you would have smelled it if, if you hadn't been so like freaked out. Right. And right. I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, even if it's upwind of us mm -hmm. or downwind of us, the wind changes in the woods all the time. If you're walking uphill, it usually blows in your face. Yeah. And in the in yeah. the evening yeah. time, it actually blows the opposite direction it was blowing before. <laughs> right. If you're down in a valley, it can blow down off of three sides and actually hit you from two or three different directions. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's really hard to stay upwind of an animal all the time mm -hmm. because the wind changes. It's not a lot. I mean, it doesn't change all the time, but it just I don't know. I I don't know the what first it was. one. I think I know what it was, yeah. but I can't yeah. say positively. Well, I think what it sounded like, and we've talked about it for years. My brother yeah. Wes is gone now, so I mean, he's not to talk about it anymore. But Kurt and I and your dad and stuff, I always thought, even then I thought, that the first one that we heard, the first one that I heard, mm -hmm. was maybe a child. Or, a, you know, I mean, at some, it was two years old, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it was it, small. It, it, it was a small, young one. And I think maybe the other one was mom. Got it. And, and mom, you got too close. And, well, I think maybe we were around the kid. Oh, okay. And mom and was she on the was other nervous. side of us. Right. And the kid yelled. The first one I think I heard was young. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. And there, the second one I heard was not young. It yeah. was no, full no. grown and it was pissed. Yes. Yeah. It, was pissed. it wasn't, uh, no, the first one was definitely young. Yeah. Compared to this, the volume of it, yeah, is well, what was young. Well, it, it, it sounded like a child. Based, I don't want to say a child, but it just sounded like a smaller version of the. Of the didn't have, one. It yeah. didn't have the yeah. same lung capacity. <laughs> no, right. That's it didn't have the same lung capacity. So it was definitely telling you to get away. Well, I think the second one absolutely won. I think the first one was scared. I think. But yes. There was Yo. a child type thing there, mm -hmm. and we scared it, and it, mom heard it, yeah, and said, you know, this <laughs> is enough. Was like, and Get the hell you're away dead. From my kid. Yeah. You know? So you also have a story about what the crazy lady of it. <laughs> um, well, but now that's basically a true story. This is a true story that. that uh, <laughs> We have a mine by Canyon City up on Dixie Mountain, and they've had it. Actually, my son and Scott Hardick found it. Yeah, okay. nineteen seventies. We yes, in the seventies. Yeah. Okay. And there was a person, a lady and a husband, who had the mine up above where we find ours. We never mined it. It wasn't. It was just a place for us to go play. Yeah. And. We didn't work it as a mine. We tried, we looked for gold, didn't find any, it was too much work. And we decided we didn't want to do that much work. And then we built a cabin, but then the uh, feds found it and made us tear it down. Yes, I remember. It and then haul it away. Uh, anyway, the people who were up in the ravine, the next road up, on um, Dad's Creek Road was the name of the road that, okay. uh, that the crazy lady's place was at. Okay. 
she found out that her husband was messing around with some other woman. And he would bring the woman up to the mine. They had an old beat up cabin and they had worked the mine really hard for a long time because they had actual ore cars. They had rails that went oh. inside the mine. Yeah. And they had ore cars where they actually worked ore. I don't know if they ever found really much anything because they didn't see They moved a lot of tailings though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they moved a lot. What ended up happening anyway, long story short, she found out that her husband was messing around. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess, pissed her off because she waited till he went in the mine, then she dynamited it. Oh my God. And killed it. But she, I, from what I, the story I heard is that she didn't <coughs> say anything. She just said, I guess he left or he ran away. And then after a while, I guess his girlfriend said, anyway, the cops started looking for him. And um, that's why we called her the crazy lady. I don't know whether they found her. I know that that she got arrested. Okay. And whether she was found guilty. Anyway, but she killed the guy. Okay. And we always told the kids that the crazy lady was still there, but she got, you know, she was hiding from the cops. Okay. And so we would take them up there at night and scare the living shit out of them. <laughs> uh, I think every younger child in our family, especially the boys, have cried their eyes out coming down. I'm <laughs> sure they have. Probably the best was Jared. <laughs> and, uh, and Kyle, wasn't yes, it? Yes, Jared, Jared and Kyle, Kyle did it with uh, my <laughs> oldest grandson, Colby. Okay. And George. And George. Oh, okay. I think, I, the did George go up? I was thinking that George wouldn't even leave camp. At first he was going to. Right, right. What Jared did is Jared took Colby up there uh-huh. at, at night. And Kyle, he had Kyle go up first. And so Kyle's hiding up behind her cabin, and they're like sneaking through the woods. He's got Colby with him, and Jared's sneaking through the woods, heading up there. Yeah. And then Jared starts yelling, there she is, there's a crazy... And anyway, Kyle starts shooting his gun. Oh, shoot. And so the kids are screaming. Caleb had a gun, but Kyle or Jared was smart enough to make sure it wasn't loaded. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Thank <laughs> God. So anyway, uh, Jared's like yelling and saying, oh, come on, we got to get out of here. She's going to kill us. She's going to kill us. And they, he makes sure he parks the car like down. They'd walked up, I don't know, 300 yards, and it's uphill. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. good walk, and there's a creek that comes down, and the creek washes the road out. Okay. So you have to be careful how you walk. So anyway, they're running and falling and slipping, and Jared's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's still screaming, run, run, she's going to kill you, she's going to kill you. And so he's crying, and he's running, and he's going down. And George didn't go up there. He stayed down there with, I probably you and me, or just with Yeah, me. I don't remember. Yeah. But so anyway, Caleb, Colby gets back, and he's telling George about what happened. Uh-huh. You know, we're up there, and, you know, she is there. She is there. She tried to kill us. She's shooting at us with a gun. We almost got killed. The bullet went right by me, you know. Well, Kyle, Kyle's shooting like in the trees the other way. Yes. I mean, there's not a bullet within 500 yards of yes. any of them. But they don't know that. All yeah. he hears is the gun going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so they get back there, and uh, they're telling George. And so I grabbed George. I said, come on, George. You said you'd do it. 
<laughs> and so, no, I don't want to go. No, no, please go, please go. Don't kill me. And just bawling and bawling. Poor George. And then Kyle, and you know, he's he, he's coming back. You know, yeah. He said, "Well, I've been out." He said, "Told me he was out going to the bathroom," and he wondered. He heard the shoot and wondered what was going on. So Jared and Colby are telling him what's going on. You know, and then Kyle tells Colby what happened. You know, uh-huh. that wasn't really, you know, the crazy lady is up there, but that was just me doing it. So <laughs> now Colby is going after George, saying, you chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I went up there, I got shot. You chicken. chicken. <laughs> Come on, if you have any guts at all, you'll go up there. That's, well, it's already over. Yeah. That's you know, a, that, Kyle would have went back up. <laughs> no, but I'm just over. saying. Yeah. That's the our, story is that's over. our coming of age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> story. <laughs> yep. You guys are mean. Every kid that we've ever done it to, mm-hmm. talk to them about it, ask them about it. I don't know all of them. Uh, how about your brother? Well, I'll ask you about <laughs> they it, Kyle. All, they all <laughs> think it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to them. Every one of them remember it. Every, you know, and they all want to do it to the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah. they love it. Yeah. Yeah. They all want to. They do want it to get the next generation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else that you guys? Well, we could tell them about the. Uh, we could tell them about the time that we took all the kids over to uh, Trout Meadows, where the sheep were. The sheep guy. <laughs> we were. Uh, we have time. We were. Uh, let's see. Me and Steve Wes. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Um, Jared. There had to be two or three other. Th- there was a bunch of kids. Maybe yeah. maybe Wes Wes's was there. boy. Yeah, Wes. Um, uh, Angel Wes was yeah. there. Um, I'm <clears> thinking <throat> maybe uh, Eric was there. Anyway, there was a bunch of us. And we had gone over. <laughs> we had gone over uh, to Trout Meadows, which is uh, between Ukiah and Grant, and uh, there used to be an old mining claim up there. Old guy had a mining claim, lived in uh, uh, Pendleton. 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 And uh, Milton Freewater is actually where he yeah. lived. And uh, we're walking out in the meadows, and we told the kids that they had to come and uh, take, take baths. You know, this is a come-of-age thing. This water is probably... 32, 31 33 degrees. <laughs> and so this, this, is, this is during the summer. But no, it, that's it's all, all of us. It's that's hot. not just right. the kids. No, just, not just so the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all are. And we're, uh, we're out there, and up on the side of the hill, right above this guy's cabin, we could see this. We could see this. Uh, sheep herder. A sheep herder. And he's sitting outside of his. Uh, He's got like a, a small trailer that's maybe, I don't 14 know, foot. 14, yeah, 15 feet. And he must have 100, 100, uh, 500,000 sheep yeah. grazing on the hillside and stuff. And he's sitting there watching us, and we're start stripping down, mm-hmm. taking all our clothes off and stuff. And he's, he's up there in his chair just... <laughs> And I think he was a little concerned about his sheep for a while. <laughs> and uh, anyway, <laughs> so we're uh, we're all stripped down, we're all naked and stuff, and 
we brought some soap and we're washing up and stuff and this water's so cold you can't really you can't really get well you can get in it for about 10 and 15 seconds yes yeah throw you a little can, water you can, like, you can go <laughs> like hop, hop out can, wait for a while right. drop back in you usually you know get in up to it was maybe mid thigh no, there were what well, well, well there, there was places, places that were, places that were up to your waist okay. and and you get you get in and you squat down in it <laughs> throw water on top of it and then jump out and then you soap yourself up uh-huh. you know and then you get back back down throw water on you and then you had to wash your hair your hair is always filthy from camping and you're thinking how do i do this without getting a brain freeze and you can't you throw you dip your head in the water and you soap yourself up or you just splash water on your hair like this with your hands you soap yourself up and you're thinking damn now now I gotta stick my head in. I can't. I can't splash water on me because I'll never get the soap out. And by the time you dip your head in the water, shake it around a little bit to get as much soap out of it as you can, your head hurts so friggin' bad <laughs> that it almost feels like you're gonna pass out. You know. And we did that. Well, what you do is you find a deep spot. Yeah. Like waist high. Yeah. And then when you what you do is you just drop down in the water to where it's over your head. Shake your hair like so. this, and then you jump. Well, the whole thing doesn't take five seconds. Right, right. right. You're my not hair, in the water. My hair doesn't need to get washed. Yeah, like you're, right? you're never in the water more than about ten seconds at a time. It's called dry shampoo. Yeah. Yes. But I think the best time that me and you ever had over there was when we went over there elk hunting. And we stayed in the cabin and froze our ass off. No, 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 no. It's the time we stripped down. We were wearing our white. Long John, you were red. wearing you were wearing a red you no, I was yeah. wearing a red union suit. Right. You had a white union suit on. We had all of our we had washed all our clothes in the creek. We had it hang hanging on a snag and here comes two girls down the comes two girls down the I don't know, must have been the trail. Yeah, There's twenty trail twenty five miles an hour. Twenty twenty five uh feet. Uh, no, years old. Oh. And and I was probably in my forties maybe and so Steve was in his you know 50 somewhere around there and here's two half naked guys laying in the grass <laughs> with their clothes, with, with their clothes all, all the clothes they own on a snag on a snag log hanging from a snag log and these two girls are look just walking down the trails just looking at us shaking their head as they walk by that was a great trip yeah, it was different. <laughs> I feel like, you know, as far as the sheep herder, sitting there watching us, he'd, he'd like look at us. He wouldn't really shake his head, but he'd kind of like look. Because there's like six of us and we're like, say, there's a deep spot in the creek where it would go to your waist maybe every... 30 yards. Yeah, I like mean, that. you know, there'll be a couple spots that might be 10 feet long that, that is three feet deep. Yeah. But a lot of it is a foot deep because the because it widens out. Okay. And you have to find narrow spots that are basically deeper. And he'd sit and he'd watch us and it seemed like he didn't know who to watch. <laughs> <laughs> because there's three kids and I say at that time they were probably like 
10 to 12 10, to 14, something like somewhere that. In yeah. There. They were all uh, basically they were young. young. Preteens. Yeah. Or close to that age anyway. Yeah. And then there's three, there's three old, old, <laughs> you know, old bearded guys and <laughs> were like running around. Chasing each other, throwing like mud, like you grab mud when you get yeah. out after guys are drowning, and you throw the mud at him, yeah. and you, you know, try and knock him, whatever. <clears throat> and so he didn't know who to walk. <laughs> <laughs> and as you follow that crick, it kind of winds over and it goes to the edge of where his sheep are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't know, say at 1,500 or 4,000 feet in elevation or 3,000 and those sheep are up maybe 200 feet higher but they're not very far away that crick goes over to the edge and then it goes up and it was kind of flat and then he had his trailer sitting up there and we're working our way over to that edge Mm -hmm. and as we are it seems to me like he's kind of wondering should I go get my gun to protect me (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like he's getting antsy, I guess is the word. I, I would I, say know, that yeah, he was, he antsy. was getting antsy. He didn't know what these nuts were going to do. <laughs> and most people who do that do it for a living, and they're from like Italy. Yeah. You know, they're oh, actual yeah. sheep so... herders, and uh, the the ranchers in Eastern Oregon hire them because they have a way of making the sheep, I guess, love them. I mean, they'll actually take. From what I've heard, is they'll take, a, you know, one of them and they'll smack the sheep really hard, like almost knock it out. Okay. And then they'll grab it and they'll hug it and they'll take care of it. And that sheep will love them because they don't know that the guy hit them. Interesting. And that's how they get. I mean, like, they all have dogs, but yeah. From what I've been told, anyway, if like sheep start to run away, they'll actually get up and yell at them. And they'll come back. Wow. They'll actually roam around, but yeah. they won't leave that person. That person's their protection. Kind of like a dog. And, right. Yeah. And so what ends up, it just seemed to me that that guy was kind of wondering if we were going to, like, <laughs> steal his sheep, yeah. play with his sheep, you know, whatever. <laughs> but because he, he seemed kind of nervous, but he kept kind of getting up and watching us, and then he'd move. Poor guy. And he'd, like, move. Yeah, well... We thought about going up and talking to him. Glad you did it. Glad you did it. Well, I was kind of afraid he might have a gun. And right. He saw us all walking up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's gonna I, I think we were probably better armed than him, though. Oh, there's not know. a doubt in my mind we were better armed. <laughs> but if I'm naked walking up there, I don't right, have a gun right. in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. We probably had our guns lying up against trees. Yeah, they were something else. They were you know. But... <laughs> Talking about Bigfoot. Okay, well, you've got 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay. <laughs> I can talk for hours about Bigfoot. Well, we can I, do another show. You know, um, people talk about uh, tree structures and um, uh, branch, uh, uh, trees that are snapped, you know, like at six feet high. And uh, I'm not a big, I don't, uh, I, I've always been, I've seen elk take a tree, a four-inch sapling, yeah. and run right over top of it and break break it right in half. You've seen that too. You know, several times. Yeah. I've seen them take their horns. You know, some people say because 
some of them are twisted, you know, almost like the, the, the top of the tree and the base of the tree oh. are twisted and broken off, or not broken off, but twisted off and then like split a spiral over. fracture. Right, a spiral fr fracture. I've seen elk do that with their horns. Yeah. I've seen deer do it with their horns. Well, we've even seen like the cows, when the cows have right, the, when right. we have the horns uh, with horns. You know, and, and elk and deer uh, do rubs. And right. they'll yeah. snap, they'll snap, uh, but the, the, the thing that bothers me, so I've never really believed in, uh, broken, uh, broken trees and stuff as far as being like not done evidence. by, you know, people say it can't be done by a human because a human can't grab a tree like that and snap it off, which is true. But and, another and, animal could. But yes, an elk or a moose or, or uh, I, I'm not sure a deer could. It'd have to be a big, pretty good sized buck to be able to break one off, say five feet in the air. Yeah. But I've seen moose, I mean, I've seen elk run right over top of them and snap them right off or snap them over. The tree structures, so I don't believe in that. The tree structures I have an issue with because People say that they, they're, they're a, Bigfoot's a fur-bearing animal or, a, a, you know, missing link or half human, half monkey. Who knows? I don't know what they are. But it's always, it's always amazed me that a person can look at a tree structure and basically they look like uh, teepees. Okay. You know, they're, they're intertwined. They have poles going this way and poles going mm -hmm. that way. And people look at that and say, well, that's a tree structure and they use it for living in or something. Well, even, even Bigfoot that live in, say, Mount Hood area um, and live around uh, Timothy Lake, say, at night, it's getting down to Say on a cold, cold winter, it's probably uh, at least in the twenties all the time. Uh, you know, at night, right? And the thirties during mm -hmm. the day. Well, I can't, I I can't see a a, a fur-bearing animal building something that doesn't have and some covered. kind of cover, where the rain would flow off of the tree structure, yeah. you know, like a teepee with a cover on it. So it, it, I, I don't believe in those either. I think those are either man-made. Uh, nature. Nature. Nature, I think. Uh, well, they have to be one of two things. They either have yeah. to be wind-blown, snow-blown, snow or snow-load, or, snow or people do them. Okay. And I believe that most, most of them are uh, wind-blown. Uh, you know, they, they use the excuse that the root of the tree is up in the air and the top of the tree is in the ground. Well, a wind will do that. Uh, uh, a 50 we, mile an hour wind. We've seen that on our own property. Well, right, no, well, people, people do it. Yeah, uh, right. I believe that people, I believe, you know, it, Bigfoot is such a phenomenon anymore that I believe that people actually, you know, there's so Created. much. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. people create it and and people look at that, you know, uh, because if you watch most Bigfoot shows, every sound that they hear 
It's big, that's a Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> or every, every how they hear is a Bigfoot. Well, it's kind of like tree knocks. Uh, I'm impressed by um, if somebody hits a tree with a branch because it takes a person. You know, a, a, a bear can't do it because they don't have an opposing thumb. Okay. So it has to be something with a hand that has opposing thumb and can grip. Mm-hmm. If it's one tree knock, I don't, wouldn't pay attention to it because it could be a squirrel. Because I've heard squirrels there at night, cut, cut, uh, or 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 a deer or elk walking down through a trail and stepping on a branch and breaking it. Right. If it's two in a row, and it's coming from the same area, and there's maybe a two second interval, I might believe something like that. But as far as single knocks go. Uh, Howls are more impressive to me, but if you listen to them on the internet, like a good example is the Sierra Sounds. And it's a recording of about 15, 20 minutes. And it was taken in the Sierra Nevadas down in um, like Lake Tahoe area. And it sounds so phony. You know, it just almost like a rhythm. Well, it, it's it's like chatter. Sometimes it's chatter. Only two or three of them are actually howls. Most of it is like a conversation chatter, where where uh, where this person is talking to this person, they're chattering back and forth. But I've seen. Um, but if you listen to the recording, if you listen to the recording, uh, one of the guys that is recording it. Is also making these sounds. He's he's talk he's talking to Bigfoot, or he's talking to something that he says is Bigfoot. Yeah. So I I don't, you know, there aren't very many recordings of what they say is Bigfoot that I I would, you know, I've never heard them uh, other than the one time that we during elk season. Well, two things about what you were you've been talking about I think are bears basically every year hibernate they go into caves. Yeah. Right. And if I was a Bigfoot, right. I'm going to want to be someplace where it's enclosed, there's no wind, and so if I'm a Bigfoot, I want to live in a cave. Because right. that right. cave gives me warmth, because if you get up inside a cave, even if it's 30 degrees outside, uh-huh. it might be as, hot, as warm as 50 inside. Yeah. Because of the heat that comes out of the earth. Mm-hmm. Be- Beside, you know, that would be, I would think, where they would want to live. I don't remember what else you were talking about. There's something else I didn't want to say. The tree breaking? Uh, no. I've always wondered. If I remember, I'll remember it later. Well, I've always wondered, you know, how many. I remembered. Okay. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention is that people say that they couldn't hide. That, that people eventually would see them, which I don't agree with. I've probably passed in my life 10,000 people out in the woods hunting. Yeah. That have never seen have you. Have never seen me. Because yeah. if I see or hear someone, I just stop. Because I don't want to walk out or make noise around someone and have them shoot at me. Because right, they real. hear the sound. A person might be out hunting for, you know, he has a a elk tag that he can shoot anything. He can shoot a, a you mm-hmm. know, 
right. so cow he's, he's or a bull. So he might shoot it sound, or he Got might it. see the, my movement going through a tree. He can't see what can't I am, see you. but he can see that there's movement there, mm-hmm. and he has the ability to shoot whatever else he whatever. wants. I'm a large person, and walking through the woods, if he saw just part of me, he might, especially dressed like this, I'm yeah. brown, same as an elk, that at that time, I feel he probably, I, I hope, elk hunters are really good hunters. Mm-hmm. Deer hunters, not so much sometimes. <laughs> but an elk hunter, I've never really had that problem, but I've had no problem at all making someone else not see me. Yeah. Well, I can be sitting out in a clearing, and I'll see somebody like go by, and when he like looks the other direction, or if he turns to hear something, I'll move back underneath the tree. And he'll never see me. Right. Yeah. And I and I've had the same thing happen to me. I'll be walking through something, and I'll walk up, and there's somebody standing or sitting right there, and I didn't see him until I got right there. That's creepy. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's not hard to believe that. Uh, it's not hard for me that, to believe that uh, uh, Bigfoot could conceal itself in, you know, hundreds of millions of acres, and you know, and the biggest thing about him being able to conceal himself is he lives there. Right, right. I mean, I guarantee you that on my 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 property, I can find a place to hide where somebody wasn't going right, to find. Right, I mean, right. They're yeah. eventually going to find. Yeah, right. Because it's open. Well, yeah. like Kyle's property, twenty acres that, <coughs> right. that we own in Colton yeah. is the same way. Yeah. You, uh, you get back on the other side of the creek, and you can hide back there, especially if you're wearing. Uh, uh, Brown. Camo or something. Yeah. Or, right. You know, and you'd never see it if you blend. Okay. Yeah. So that's it for our show tonight. Um, usually we go around and ask um, what we've been watching or listening to. If you guys can do that really quick, if you want to share it, like television shows, movies. Bigfoot. Yeah. Dad watches a lot of Bigfoot. I watch old. Uh, old like I like some old westerns I like old detective shows I watch them sometime Um, our favorite shows that my wife and I watch now is probably like The Closer they're basically all cop shows I like The Closer I like um, I can't think of an impersonal thing no that works but that type of show anything with you Kersey? not really i've just been working a lot so i haven't really been watching anything um i watched the whole rest of the morning show and it was amazing if you have apple tv and yeah i guess that's it hold on yes Wait, before we leave so there is a new bigfoot museum yes that opened oh, yes a, a year in, ago in boring yes, yes in, in boring. boring oregon called northwest bigfoot museum uh, Northwest, uh, yes, I believe it's something. It's we'll it's, we'll it's set up pictures. Yeah, we'll set up pictures uh, and stuff. It's on uh, the exit to off of uh, twenty six, uh, the boring exit at twenty six, and it's next to the old. Uh, there used to be an old A and W restaurant place there. Yes, that's still uh, there. Ashley's. Yes, yes, it's right by Ashley's on uh, twenty uh, Highway Twenty Six and uh, whatever the road going in the boring is. I'm not sure. What I think that it's boring. Is. Okay. All right, yeah. you can find us on Instagram at the Two C's Podcast, and I believe Facebook is the same. Yes, and C's is spelled S E A S. 
And then two is spelled out T-W-O. And we just want to give a shout out to our new listeners in Ontario, Canada and Connecticut. So we will see you guys next week or talk to you next week at least. Thank you. Thank you. To our special guests. Yes, thank you, Uncle Steve and Dad. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.